0: Welcome to the Better Together Podcast. I'm Tony, and I'm here by myself again. It's a little lonely in this room by yourself with all this recording equipment. I miss having my people with me, but it just hasn't worked out the last couple weeks that we've all been here at the same time in the same place. So you get just me. And uh, I just have a couple things I want to share with you today. I have just, God has been stirring something in me. We're going to talk about what he's stirring For the retreat that's coming. So I just want to thank you for joining us today. And we'll just jump right in. Usually we ask our guests what they're reading right now. And since I don't have a guest, I think I'll ask myself, Tony, what are you reading right now? Well, I'm so glad that you asked, Tony. I am reading. No, I'm kidding. But there is a book I want to tell you about, a couple of them. Every year I read through Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret. Um, that book, and it's a smaller book, uh, and my friend knew I read through that every year, and it's just about the life of Hudson Taylor. If you don't know who he is, he was a missionary, uh, to China. He founded the China Inland Mission way back in the 1800s. And, um, so the book is about his life. It's about how he, he found the Lord, and it's about how he grew in the Lord. And it's about how he founded that work and the sacrifice and the cost, uh, that was, involved in that and just the fruit that came out of it. And I just love to read biographies of different men and women of God. And it just encourages me on in my walk. And so my friend knew that I read this book every year and she introduced me to some volumes on his life. So that's a smaller book. I could read it in probably two or three days on vacation. But these are volumes of his life. And I'm just getting to the end of this. And, you know, when I read his spiritual secret... Every year I read that and I cry at the end when he when he uh, passes over into glory and they talk about the end of his days and how he died. And I just cry because I feel like I was so connected to him and to his work. I feel like I lost a friend. And I'm getting to the end of this and I'm savoring it because it's even more detail. It's called Hudson Taylor and the China Inland Mission, the growth of a work. And it just has moved me. Over these last months, have I read both of these volumes, the first one's called um, Hudson Taylor, The Growth of a Soul. And it just talks about the growth, his growth in God that led him to the place of being able to start the mission. And this was his growth in God that led him to the place of being able to oversee such an amazing ministry in China. It started out with just him, and he ended up with well over a thousand Foreign missionaries, along with the local uh, missionaries that they raised up in China and just the the massive work that he did for God there. and there are just some things that stood out in that book to me which have nothing to do with when I talk of, what I want to talk about about the retreat. but um, somebody asked him, "You know, do you ever look around and think, "Wow, this is so amazing?" And he said, no, I look around and think, wow, God, how good are you? You know, you were looking for someone just humble enough, just small enough, just weak enough that you could work through them so that all the glory would come to you. And I love that. I love that he never got big in his own eyes. And that statement, as I read it, and I'm not quoting it accurately. I tried to find it in the book and I couldn't find it before the podcast. But it reminds me so much of our bishop, Bishop David and, and Pastor Kathy Thomas. Because his one of his life verses is that God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And he found someone just small enough to use so that he could get all the glory. And I love that about Hudson Taylor. I love that about Bishop Thomas. I love that about the head of our ministry here, the head of Victory Christian Center, because you know that they are the real deal. Anything that they've ever done in God has been because of God. And if you bump into someone who takes any credit for something that happens in God, then we have to know that um, we want to be ones that give God all the glory, because we are nothing without him. So I love that about Hudson Taylor. I love that about Bishop Thomas. And then um, just to read of the sacrifice and the self-denial. Hudson Taylor never owned a vehicle. He never owned a home. He never owned anything for himself. And anytime people would bless him with money to use personally, he would turn around and give the bulk of that back to the mission or to other missions. He was not just focused on his own. He would turn around and give a gift to a different missionary society or a different ministry that was also doing a work in God because he was so kingdom minded, which also reminds me of Bishop Thomas, (laughs) But the sacrifice that these people made and the, the joy of it, they laid down their lives serving, and it was never enough. And I, I, if you read these, you find that several times, because he was frail in health from the time he was little, he never should have been able to even live on the mission field in China, but he did for 40 years because of his frailness of health. But even at times when he was bedridden because he so wore his body down in the work of God, he would have the map of China just hung up where he could see it from his bed And he would pray for them daily. He would use his time in that bed to translate the Bible into Chinese. He would use that time in that bed to dream with God about what he was going to do when he got up out of that bed, what he was going to do in China. He would have have people come to the house and have meetings about ways to further the gospel in China, it was so ingrained into his heart. His ministry wasn't just something that he did for God. It was something that he couldn't help but do because it was a fire and a passion of his heart. And I just want that same fire and passion. And I feel like I'm getting there. And I have it with you girls when you're not here in front of me. And sisters, we haven't met for a while, but I want you to know that I pray for you. I pray for you constantly. I pray for God to fill you. I prayed for him to meet you where you are. I pray for him to flood your homes with his presence. I pray for him to flood you with strength, to be a mom today, to do your job today, to be a wife or a sister or a daughter or a mother. I pray for you, even though we're not right in front of each other. I want you to know that you're loved and you're prayed for every single day. So I encourage you to read that book. You can find the small version of it if you want to start small. It's called Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret, and it's on Amazon. And so anyway, I just wanted you to bring you into a little bit of what I've been reading uh, these last few months. But I want to talk about the retreat. And I have a surprise for you, because next week, on the podcast, we're interviewing Ann Bosman, and we're going to be talking about what God has put on her heart for the retreat, kind of what she's sensing in the spirit prophetically. She's seeing some things about the retreat, but we're, we're, get, we have a theme that we're going to be going with. And uh, last year, our theme was deeper. And if you were there, girls, there were 80 of us that converged on Beulah Beach and not one of us left untouched and unchanged by the presence and the power of God. And many, many, I would say the majority of the women got a prophetic word from Anne. I know I did. I recorded it. I listened to it frequently and God is bringing it to pass. And I love something that Timothy or that Paul told Timothy in First Timothy chapter one. He tells him, he reminds him of the prophetic words that were spoken over his life and that by those he would war a good warfare. Because sometimes prophetic words get spoken over our lives and we just let them go by the wayside. We let them go. But our job is to remember them. Our job is to join with God and speak them, to remember them, to pray over them about him bringing them to pass in our lives. They don't always just come to pass. Prophetic words are God's potential for our lives, but we have to participate with that potential. In prayer and anticipation and bringing it before the Lord and keeping it before the Lord. And uh, we're to war a good warfare. And a lot of times those words come to us like that so that we don't let go, so that we don't quit. It gives us hope to move forward that God, you have a plan for my life and this is part of it. And I'm going to keep stepping forward towards that. And so that was last year and Miss Ann taught us on going deeper in the presence of God. And that was my word for the year last year. I just wanted God to take me deeper than he'd ever been before into his heart, into his presence. I wanted to experience more of his presence and power than I ever had before. And honestly, at the end of 2019, I can tell you he did that for me and the retreat was part of that. And uh, I, I went to bed that Thursday night and that Friday night of the retreat, and I hardly wanted to sleep because his tangible presence was so very real that I didn't want to miss out on a minute of it. I wrote in my journals and some revelation of God from his word that he just brought forth to me in those two nights. It really has helped carry me through this year of 2020. And so some of those things... Uh, we'll never experience if we don't turn aside. You know how Moses turned aside at the burning bush and then God spoke to him and Jesus went alone to the mountain to pray. All those times he separated himself to pray. Uh, It's a time for us this year, girls, to turn aside. It's been such a crazy, intense year this 2020. And I just want to encourage you to take some time on September 17th and 18th and 19th to turn aside and to let God speak to you at this retreat through the spirit of God, through Anne, through the leadership of sisterhood, through those ones that are coming. He's got a word for you. He's got an impartation for you. And I don't want you to miss it by not being there remember when jesus at the end of his life uh, he obviously was crucified and he came back and the bible says that he appeared to f- over 500 of his disciples and he told them to wait for the in jerusalem for the promise of the father but when we get over to acts 2 and we see the 120 tarrying that's less than a quarter There was a a quarter of them that waited, a quarter of them that turned aside and said, God, you promised us something and we're not leaving until we get it. And the only ones who received that outpouring of the Spirit that day were the ones who had turned aside from everything else and gathered in that upper room to pray and to seek God's face. And I just want to encourage you, take some time to turn aside There's a two-night option for a reason. We did it the first year, just one night, and we all decided. The majority of us that were at that retreat decided this was not long enough. We needed more time at the center. We needed more time in God together. We need more time in God alone. And so let me just tell you a little bit about Beulah Beach Retreat Center. It's right on Lake Erie. Right on the lake. Girls, it's so peaceful. It's so quiet. It's a Christian retreat center. So from the minute you walk on that property to the minute you drive home, the presence of God is already there because that's what they do. They spend time praying before every retreat that the presence of God would be there to change everyone who comes. And there's swings that overlook the lake. There's benches that overlook the lake. The eating commons overlook the lake with picnic tables. There's a little beach right on the lake. Bring a blanket, bring a bag chair so that you can. And we've built time into the retreat for you to have time alone with God or for you and your girlfriends to have time alone together with God. And uh, we'll have a bonfire. We're really going to do the bonfire this year. (laughs) But um times in God together are times where he cements friendships together. But times in God, like uh the Bible says that come unto me and drink, and out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's out of one will flow rivers. Can you imagine the rivers that are gonna confer converge together and flow when we all come together and worship? And seeking his face and prayer, anticipating what he's about to do. When those rivers flow, there's nothing like the power of God that's released corporately. It's different than anything you could ever experience on your own. And I've had precious, precious times in the presence of God myself. They're intimate, but there's something about that corporate gathering. And I think that's one thing that the enemy's tried to do through all this COVID thing is to squelch the corporate gathering. He wants to squelch it because he knows that power is released in into us when we gather corporately. And there's just something that happens when believers gather corporately. And he's trying with all his might to stop it. And guess what? There's places where it's not, the people aren't even able to gather yet. In Texas and in different states, they're not even back in church yet. And so I want us to not take for granted what we get to do. In Ohio, we still get to gather, together personally. And of course, we're gathering online However, unfortunately, excuse me, unfortunately, we cannot put the retreat online. And so if you want to participate in this retreat and experience this presence and outpouring of God, unfortunately or fortunately, you're going to have to sign up and be at the retreat. And so we'll make it safe. They have protocols in place of as far as COVID is concerned. They're already running camps. And so far, they've had camps for the last four weeks. And to my knowledge, nobody has had an issue with COVID coming out of these camps. And so they're very careful. And so we're going to follow all the guidelines, girls. So if you're nervous about that, don't be. But I want to encourage you to gather with us at the retreat in September. Uh, there's a one-night option. There's a two-night option. So the two-night was because people wanted more time. But really, if you only have the time to get away one night, you can come Thursday, Friday, or you can come Friday, Saturday. That's up to you. And so uh, I just want to encourage you that. But our theme for this year Last year it was deeper, and so we're going to build on that. And I got two words in my spirit, and in talking with Miss Ann, she had this same thing. I can't wait for you girls to hear what's going on next week when we interview Miss Anne. But um one of the words, I'm just going to reveal one of them today, uh, is breathe. It's breathe. This will be the breathe retreat after... Uh, the last seven months of 2020, I think it, we, it's safe to say that we all could use a deep breath in God. We can just take a deep breath. In fact, why don't you do that right now? Just take a deep breath. There's just something relaxing about taking a deep breath. And I want to read this verse, which doesn't have anything to do with breathing, but has everything to do with breathing and taking a deep breath. <clears throat> It's Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30 in the Message Bible. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And I think that's where we're all out right now. We need to take a deep breath. But not only that, we need God to come breathe on us. And so I was just looking up that word breathe today in the Bible, and there were several scriptures that popped out. And the first one was Genesis 2-7, where it says God formed man from, from the earth. And he breathed the breath of life into them. He breathed the breath of life into them. And I believe that is what's going to happen at this retreat. Another way to say that is he breathed the spirit of life into them. Get ready, girls, because God is going to breathe new breath into you at the retreat. And then again, this word breathe breathed in John 20:22 20, and it was having said this Jesus was talking to the disciples after he raised from the dead and he was appearing to them having said this he breathed on them and said receive the holy spirit if you need a fresh touch from god if you need a fresh touch from heaven you don't want to miss the retreat God is going to breathe on you. And then again, this word is in Ezekiel 37, where he's Ezekiel's prophesying over the valley of dry bones. And he said, I will put breath into you. Some of you feel a little cold, a little distant, a little, not dead, but a little unfeeling right now in this season of distance, in this season of separation in this season of COVID, and God wants to put breath into you. And I believe this is what he's going to do. And he even told Ezekiel, speak a prophetic word, speak to the breath, speak to the wind, that another word for that is breath, and tell it to come. And I can tell you that we, the Sisterhood Leadership, and Ann Bosman are praying into this retreat. We're praying for you. Girls that have signed up already, I'm praying for you by name already, that he's going to put breath into you. He's going to breathe on you. And then the last scripture is in Acts 2, verses 1 through 2, where it says they were all gathered together in one place. And there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind that filled that place. And they were all, and cloven tongues of fire came and sat on them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you that word wind, there was a mighty, rushing wind. It means literally to breathe hard. It means that God breathed into that room. He breathed hard into that room and they were all filled. That means crammed in with or satisfied with the Holy Spirit. If you need a little cramming in of the Holy Spirit, if you need a little more being satisfied in the Spirit, don't miss the retreat. And then it said the Spirit sat on them. And that word sat is the same one as in Revelation where it says that he will grant, Jesus will grant the ones who overcome to sit with me on my throne. It speaks of intimacy. That speaks of a place of authority. That speaks of a place under his wing and so close to him permanently, to sit permanently In Hebrews 10, 12, after Jesus offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down at the right hand of God. And when he breathed in Acts 2, God breathed hard and that wind from heaven came into that room and filled, crammed in and satisfied them with the spirit. It sat on them permanently. And I believe that you're going to walk away from this retreat permanently changed by the spirit of God. You will be different in the spirit and the things that you're finding so difficult to do in the spirit are going to come easier to you because he's going to come breathe hard. He's going to come breathe fresh life into you. He's going to breathe the spirit of life into you. You're going to receive a fresh impartation from heaven and you'll never the same again. So that's just one of the words that he put into my heart and one of the things I'm anticipating for the retreat. And this is one of the things that we're going to talk with Miss Ann about next week. So don't miss the podcast next week. But I just want to thank you girls for uh, joining me this week on the podcast. I want you to consider this. I want you to think about uh, coming on this retreat with us. You're not going to want to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. Uh, You can go online for details and it's at the Better Together Retreat and you can find the link at vccwarn.com. Girls, don't forget, we're better together. So connect with someone this week. Come out to Corporate Prayer. Uh, come out to church on Sundays, call a girlfriend, text somebody, meet someone for coffee. Don't isolate yourself in this season. Meet with someone. We're better together. And uh, I cannot wait to share Miss Anne with you next week. So until then, don't forget, say it with me now, we are better together.